You are listening to the official podcast for ICGC Calvary Temple, Teen Chapel. Be blessed as you listen to life-changing messages by seasoned men and women of God. You must be very ready. Just ask God to concentrate. Just ask God. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you to deliver me from any besetting sin. Father, even as I'm here, any sin that I've committed, that is of that is known and unknown. Father, I pray and ask you for forgiveness of sin. And I ask you to deliver me from any besetting sin because sin is what makes man impure. La Panda Shah, you can't let them ascend this. Father, I thank you for our lives. I thank you for everything you've done for us. Father, as we are here, I pray that whatever the preachers come to see, you make us listen and listen attentively. And when questions are asked, we'll be able to answer. And then I also ask you that any be certain sin you do
want what you want oh my dear lord let me love what you love oh dear lord that is how you design life to be lord help me lord to live how i ought to live let me want what you want oh my dear lord let me love what you love oh dear lord that is how you designed life to be lord help me lord to live how i ought to live oh lord take me to the place where i have no will that is separate from your will oh lord take me to the place where i have no choice that is separate from your choice to be lost in you is my desire to be all for you is all i want oh lord take me to the place where i have no will that is separate from your will oh lord take me to the place where i have no choice that is separate from your choice to be lost in you is my desire to be all for you is all i want let my life bring you joy and not pain lord let me live in your plans for my life that is living life at its very best lord that is living life how i Let me live in your and not pain, Lord. Let me live in your plans for my life. That is living life at its very best, Lord. That is living life how I ought to live. Lord, take me to the place where I have no will. Oh Lord, take me to the place where I have no choice. 
I don't want to look at my face. Open your mother and speak in tongues. If you can speak in tongues, open your mother and speak in tongues. Can you let me hear you? La ba be le le be be le be se le plus. Le pa pro be le le pro be le be se de le le be be. Don't look at me. I say open your mother and speak in tongues. La ba ya ba 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 hasa ta 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 ya ba ba ya de le be be. Le ba zo 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 ba le pa ro ka ta ya. La bandia de le ba si de le le be be le be ke de le be be ya de le ba ya. Marika Paya, Bapere Yadele Miando Zezeze, 
Close your eyes, open your mouth and pray to us if you can pray to us. I don't want anybody looking at me. Lira on the road, say the little bit. Mampaya, Lavahasa, Lavababa, Apaya, the little Ebeshadelian, Marapapa, Ekato, the Lebezes, and say, I said, close your eyes, close your eyes, and don't keep your mouth shut. Lapapia, the Ebeshe, Lena, the Lele, Lapan, the La 
are in church but our hearts are not here and you know yourself I was going to start by Uncle David I was going to start by rebuking us for five minutes then I just said that we should pray we are in the seasons of fasting and prayer. I will not ask you if you are fasting, but I just hope that you are fasting. And if you are not fasting, please start. That's all I'll say about fasting and prayer. 
It is said of a naughty boy whose father asked him to stand up. And then being very stubborn and naughty, he refused to stand. And then the father threatened him. So he was forced to stand against his will. And then later he was blabbing to some of his friends that he was standing, but in his heart, he was sitting down. And I sense that that's what happened to a number of us this morning. You are in church, but you are not in church. I pray that the Spirit of God will convict you that you come to church and you understand why you are in church and you understand the place of church in your life. Somebody say amen. For those of you who haven't yet read um, chapter 58 of Isaiah in this season, I'll encourage all of us to read it. Um, at least the first chapter. So today we're going to read the Isaiah chapter 58. I think that's the only thing I'm, comment I make about fasting that would move on. Isaiah chapter 58 and verse 1. No, there are good reasons for fasting and there are bad reasons for fasting. There are good reasons for prayer and there are bad reasons for prayer. There's a good way to pray and there's a bad way to pray. There's a good way to fast and then there's a bad way to fast. Isaiah chapter 58 is a classical chapter in the entire Bible that teaches the foundational truths about fasting. So this morning we want to read it. I'll not comment on it. I'll just we'll just read it together. And uh, <clears throat> let's all look at it from the screen so we are together in one speech. Just write Isaiah 58, chapter 1 in your book, and then let's read it together. Cry aloud, spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Tell my people their transgression and the house of Jacob their sins. Yet they seek me daily and delight to know my ways. As a nation that did righteousness and did not forsake the ordinance of their God, they ask of me the ordinances of justice. They take delight in approaching God. Why have we fasted? They say. And you have not seen it. Why have we afflicted our souls and you take no notice? In fact, in the day of your fast, you find pleasure and exploit many laborers. Indeed, your fast for strife and debate and to strike with the feast of wickedness. You will not fast as you do this day to make your voice heard on high. There are some ways of fasting. If you do it, God is not pleased. He's not happy. And he says that he will not even hear us. He will not be heard on high. No matter the faith, no matter your Christ, no matter the way, how much you lift up your voice. Is it a fast that I have chosen? No. A day for a man to afflict his soul. Is it to bow down his head like a, a marbrush and to spread out sackcloth and ashes? Would you call this a fast? God is challenging us. Don't call that in a fast. I don't see it as a fast. And then he begins to explain the kind of fast that he desires. 
is this not the fast that I have chosen to lose the bonds of wickedness to undo heavy burdens to let the oppressed go free and that you break every yoke is, not, is it not to share your bread with the hungry and that you bring to your, to your house the poor who are cast out when you see the naked that you cover them and not hide yourself from your own flesh then your light shall break forth like the morning your healing shall spring forth speedily and your righteousness shall go before you the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard I pray that we would, we would desire to fast and we fast according to the way God wants us to fast so that by the time this season is over our light which comes from God will break out like the morning breaks out of the dawn and that healing will spring up and I pray this morning I've been battling the whole night is it tough I pray that anybody going through any sickness any chronic sickness or your prayers going in through any form of chronic sickness we are breaking it today in the name of Jesus Christ and I pray that you have that heart to fast the way God wants us to fast your righteousness will go before you issues of fornication issues of cheating in exams issues of disobeying your parents shall be a thing of the past your righteousness shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard the glory of God will protect you from behind that nobody can attack you from behind nobody will stab you in the back the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard then you will call and the Lord will answer you will cry and he will say here I am if you take away the yoke from the mist the pointing of the finger and speaking of weakness if you extend your soul to the hungry and, the, and, and satisfy the afflicted soul then your light shall dawn in the darkness and your darkness shall be as noonday. the Lord will guide you continually and satisfy your soul even in drought and strengthen your bones you shall be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail those from among you shall build the old waste places you have backslidden you have gone away from the Lord you have forgotten revival you have forgotten what it, 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 it was like to live in camp but the Lord shall raise the foundations again he shall raise the foundations of many generations and you shall be called the repairer of the bridge the restorer of streets to dwell in if you turn away your foot from the Sabbath from doing the pleasure on my holy day and call the Sabbath a delight if you you, you you see and delight in coming to church you delight in being in church you delight in being in God's presence the Bible says the holy day of the Lord will be honorable and you shall honor him not do your own ways nor finding your own pleasure nor speaking your own ways but your desire shall be his desire his light will shine forth through you this is a kind of fast that God wants us to fast and I pray that you desire to fast especially for those of us who have been started I encourage you, you will not die you have too much fat in your body to take you through instead of those of us who are church workers meeting we are confessing our sins indirectly youth and facilitators and everybody it's, it's, not, it's not easy, I know, it's not easy but it is worth it the results are worth it. 
Nobody likes studying for exams. Who enjoys studying for exams? Nobody enjoys studying for exams. You wish you could party and then go and write the exams and pass very well, isn't it? You wish you could eat, sleep, and just wake up, go and write the exams, and write very well and pass very well. But if you don't study, you will not get the results. If you don't pay attention in class, you will not get the results. If you don't prepare your heart, prepare your mind, you will not get the desired results. The same goes with our work with God. Dr. Otabu has declared this season 40 days of power, a season of fasting and prayer, where we open up to God for God to revive us and also to hear us. It will take sacrifice, it will take pain, it will take hunger, but the results somebody say amen somebody tell yourself I will do it God be my helper Lord grant me grace it will be tough but I will do it I see the results at the end so I will do it in Jesus name amen well in the for the next for the next um, couple of weeks until we go to camp at least for this season of uh, fasting and prayer, we're going to be talking and teaching about different kinds of prayer. In fact, many of us don't fully understand prayer. Prayer, even though it's so simple, yet can be very complex. So, and even what we'll be talking about is not the end of prayer. So in this season, for the next um, uh, eight weeks, we'll be talking about uh, seven dimensions of prayer. And today, I'll, I'll only be doing the introduction. We'll be looking at uh, different types of prayer. Um, in fact, prayer is more than communicating with God. Prayer is not just having a chat with God. Uh, it's not having a talk with God. It's not asking God for things and God giving us things. All that is included in prayer, but that is not what prayer is about. When we pray, yes, we talk with God. We talk to him and he also talks uh, to us. We don't just talk to him and go away. We talk with him. We have a conversation with him. If he is our friend, we must desire to be in his presence. And we must desire to share stuff with him. He also has a lot of things to share with us. But prayer is more than talking to, uh, with God. It also involves talking to the devil or with the devil. And this is an area that many of us don't venture into. Sometimes you have to talk to the devil. Don't, when you start understanding the power of God and you start understanding demonology and then you have one or two experiences with casting out demons, don't get excited about having conversations with demons. That is not our job. But sometimes we have to engage them in a conversation. Jesus did that. But a lot of times you ask them to shut up and to come out in the name of Jesus. The command we have been, we have been given is to cast them out. So we cast them out of people to get people freed. We also talk to things. We talk to living and non-living things. It's, it's not a dimension of prayer that we often get into. But Jesus spoke to things. 
he spoke to a living tree and the tree died. Jesus said, if you have faith, you can ask this mountain to get out and move from where it is and be cast into the sea and it shall be done. So there's a dimension of prayer when we talk to things. And then there's a dimension of prayer that we talk to situations. From the very beginning in the book of Genesis, God spoke to darkness. There was darkness and God said, let there be light. The Bible says, God calls the things that do not exist as though they exist. And that is the kind of faith that he has given us. We have that ability when we are born again to pray like Jesus prayed, like, to pray like God prayed, because we have the God kind of faith. And that's what we need to develop, and that is why we fast and pray. There are times when we need to speak to poverty, command poverty in our lives and our families to die. There are times that you have to talk to wickedness in your life. You are always lying. I don't know why you are lying. Speak to that line to stop, to cease in your life. We talk to, to situations and we talk to things. We talk with the devil and we talk with God. These are just um, four different ways of prayer, but we will not be emphasize, emphasizing too much on this. Maybe they may come in, in and out when we look at the seven dimensions of prayer. But we shall be looking at building capacity. We will be looking at praying in tongues and why we pray in tongues. By the way, yesterday night, I sent out an audio. It's a one-hour audio on the reasons why we pray in tongues by Bishop Joshua Heward Mills. I want everybody to listen to this message before next week's Sunday. How many of you have seen that? Uh, I sent it by words. How many of you have seen it? Okay, a few of you have seen it. I sent it very late yesterday night. But I want everybody, whether you have a phone or not, if you don't have a phone, make sure you tell your friend to send it to your parents or to your siblings. Make sure you listen to this message before we meet next week. And don't tell them that you've forgotten. <laughs> so next week we'll be talking about how to build capacity when we pray in tongues. There are so many dimensions of praying in tongues. And then um, the week after... Would, would have, we'll be hosting Auntie Marion to come and talk to us about empowerment for kingdom business. We're talking about the power of God, the manifestation of God. Signs and wonders. Look, I don't think there's anybody here 11 years old. You are old enough to handle the power of God. Some of us, we don't talk to our friends at all about Jesus Christ. If we encourage you to even talk to your friends and invite, ask them to uh, register for camp. How many of you have got your friends to register for camp? I'm not talking of your friends who go to church. I'm talking of your unbeliever friends. Some of you are even afraid to go and, and talk to them again. This is how to experience the power. Pray and go and talk to them and I'm inviting you to come and meet God. I invite you to camp. We shall chill and we shall meet God. So I charge every one of us, make sure you register yourself. Make sure you get your friends. The difficult, stubborn friends to register. That Muslim that you have been talking to, many of you cry, you don't even talk to them, so let me know so you talk to them. But that Muslim that you wish that he was a Christian, that wicked friend of yours in class, that he's so wicked to everybody, God can change him or her. And then we'll be talking about, there's a dimension of prayer, and, and that is our theme for the camp, if you don't know, by the way. He must increase, Jesus must increase in my life and I must decrease. We must live the kind of life that our old self dies. We must die that Christ will resurrect in us. 
So the life that we now live, we live by faith in him. We live the faith kind of life. We live the supernatural life. We live the life of power, not only in 40 days of power, but we live in power all the days of our life as God's light shines forth and breaks forth in our darkness. And then we'll be going through a dimension of prayer where we learn to hear God. Many of us when we pray, when it's one minute, 30 seconds, three minutes, or one hour, just kind of pray, and there we go. So if you want to start for prayer, just pray in tongues. Ah, one day, your, your time for praying is over. You're finished praying in tongues, and then just, just get up and go. How many of you will be happy if you chat with your friend? You, you, your friend just comes to talk. Ah, then when you want to talk, your friend leaves. That's what we do in prayer. It's not right. We need to learn to hear God. You see, if you want to be directed by God, if you want to be led by him, if you want him to show us stuff, you have to learn to hear his voice and obey his voice. That is where we have divine leadership. And that's where we experience the supernatural of God. And then we're talking about spiritual warfare. It's something that we know, but we don't do much. I've been battling all night. In fact, I don't even know whether I slept this night. Because of some of you, your stubbornness. Now we shall not be moved. <laughs> so, Jesus says that before you can get into somebody's house and take his goods, you have to first bind the strong man. God has blessed us with all kinds of blessings, but there's a strong man that is holding back. And Jesus has given us power to break through that strong man and to claim that which is ours by right. And we have to learn how to do that. And then, this is the kind of prayer that many of us know. Supplications and petitions, when we pray for ourselves. Oh God, essence are coming. Oh God, BC is coming. Oh God, what's he? Oh God, uh, this girl, I'm coming here. Oh Lord, just when I pro go, let her say yes. I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to the other ones. Oh God, we've been married for three years, no child. Oh God, give me a child. Oh God, I mean, since I, I finished school, I've been attending interviews, I have no job. Oh God, hear my cry. There's a place for that. But all our prayer should not be that. And then there's a difficult aspect of our prayer, which I myself, I still struggle with. And I'm sure, how many of us have been following the online prayer on the 40 days of power? Hey. Some of you give excuse of going to uh, school and all that kind of stuff. It's fine. But to be honest, one of the things that I'm still learning, I used to do some of this when I was a young Christian. But I've become very weak in it. And I know many people are weak in it, including even pastors. How many of us pray for the world? Sometimes even those of us who do it, we do it as a duty because the Bible says you pray. So, okay, God, we pray for Ukraine. Uh, Lord, help them. You are praying, but your, your faith and your heart is not there. But you know you have to do so you are doing it. I'm sure those of us who are following online, when you are praying for Albania and Argentina, 
uh, what kind of prayer topic is this? But the Bible says you must intercede for them. Jesus prayed for the world and we must pray for the world. I was listening to Rick Warren recently. How many of you know about Rick Warren? Hey, the new generation don't know about Rick Warren. My is our generation, though. How many of you have heard about the purpose-driven life? Hey. Facilitators, you have work to do. Okay. Rick Warren is a very um, uh, popular, world-class um, pastor and a teacher. And he wrote the book, um, Purpose Driven Church and Purpose Driven Life, Purpose Driven, so many purpose driven things. Um, and that is his entire ministry. In fact, our ABC class material is speak from the purpose driven uh, life. Okay, and it's adapted along the purpose driven. And many churches that want to grow adapt a lot of the things that he does. And then uh, he was being interviewed on TBN and he made a comment. He said that all of us, no matter the size of our churches, we must learn to be concerned about the whole world. And he was talking about a certain pastor that he knew whose membership was, I think, is it 400 or 500, he said. It was a small number. And he said that either the pastor had a vision or something around that, that he wanted to make global impact. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. But small church of 400 people, you want to make global impact. Like we say in Teen Chapel, you know, our vision is to become world changers. And that's what we are grooming you for. We are not grooming you for Lashibi. We are not grooming you for Ghana. We are grooming you to change the whole world. Some of us, you can't even imagine it. Because even changing Ghana, some of us have given up on Ghana. You know me so? But <laughs> our charge is to go out into the world beginning from Jerusalem to Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world. That is the charge that we have been given. And that charge was given to every Christian. So we must be concerned. Even teachers, we are less than 500, but we must be concerned about Ghana, we must be concerned about Africa, we must be concerned about the whole world. And the least we can do is to pray for them fervently that God will break forth in those lands. So if you haven't, please start learning to pray for the world. It's, it's difficult, but we can all learn. Okay. So these are the seven dimensions of prayer that we'll be uh, looking at in the next seven weeks. But today, like I said, I just want to do a brief introduction talking about some basics of prayer. There's what you call personal prayer. That is prayer that you alone, you pray. And then there is the, um, uh, okay, I'll come back to this later on. Then you have the group prayer or, what's happening? You have the, the personal prayer or individual prayer, and then we also have the group prayer or the corporate prayer, where two or more are gathered and they pray together, united in faith. That's what you call a group prayer or a corporate prayer. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room. When you are shut the door, pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret 
will reward you in secret. But then there's also the group prayer. It was said of uh, the early disciples that Peter and John, for example, at a, at a certain time when it was time for prayer, about the ninth hour, they were moving towards the temple. So there's a time of prayer. So Teen Chapel, for example, when we come to church and it's time for prayer, by the way, I want to remind all of us, if you don't, if you're not aware yet, but in this season of 40 days of uh, power, when we come to church, we shall be praying from 5 minutes to 7 until 7.10, 10 10 minutes past 7. So the prayer doesn't end at 7, it ends at 10 minutes past uh, 7. So there is a group prayer and then there is a personal prayer. Now, the Jesus, there are some classical lessons we learn about prayer from Jesus. Now, when you look at these accounts can be found in Luke chapter 11 and Matthew chapter 6. When you go, we'll look at it today, but when you go home, you can take time to read it and meditate on it. In Luke chapter 11, the disciples had seen Jesus pray, and they saw that Charlie, this guy's prayer, there's something about his prayer. Like the way some of you, you see Cherubim praying, I said, oh God, let me, I want to pray like Caribbean. I'm sure some of you have talked to me, Caribbean, how can I pray like you? By the way, the way Caribbean prays, that is not the only type of prayer. Okay? So don't look at his type of prayer and say you want to be like him. That is only one small dimension of prayer. You hear me? And Caribbean, you yourself, you need to learn other dimensions of prayer. And we shall all learn. There are different dimensions of prayer. And different dimensions of prayer determine the pulse of prayer. It is not every prayer that is, hey, hey. there's a place for hey. And there's a place to be quiet. There's a place like Hannah did where you are quiet, you are not even talking. But your heart, out of the depths of your heart, the pain and the sorrow of your heart, you remember words and God hears your heart. I'll never forget this experience I had as a young Christian. We were very young, very zealous, full of energy. And we had gone to do a crusade at um, Obuasi. And then, uh, okay, you didn't know him, so should I mention his name? How many of you have heard of Francis Samuaku? Uh, you see, even some of the facilitators could have heard, but many of them have heard. How many facilitators have heard of Francis Samuaku? Ah, uh, you see, many of them don't know. Francis Samuako was a radical pastor in Ghana many years ago. In fact, he was killed. He was killed. It is alleged. We are recording, so let me leave this one out. If you want details, you can ask me later. But this was a man who would stand and preach. He can't speak English very well. He preaches in tree. He would preach and make altar call for witches. And the witches would be running to the altar. He was a powerful man and he spoke his mind. He spoke what he felt God says. He once went to UK. He was preaching tree in UK. And then when he got there, he saw a banner that the witches were meeting. And he said, Ah, Abraham Mimi Waha. Embassy. And he dared the organizers to meet him on the TV show. 
That meeting of witches didn't come on. But that's not, I don't know why this digression. But it's good to hear some of this. Is the youth we are moving to a certain dimension under the leadership of God, where we are bold and daring to say whatever God wants us to say and do what He wants us to do. But I was talking about the fact that I'll never forget when we were having a, a, a crusade in Obuasi. Francis Amwako and his team also having a crusade in the same town. And at a certain stage, the prayer warriors of Francis Amwako and us we met. And then we interacted. And then at a certain stage, they took us to a certain upper room. Some churches have upper room. It was a Methodist church. They had upper rooms, a small room up there. And they had some women and men who had been fasting and praying for 40 days. And they were there. They were living there. Charlie, when you enter the place, nobody will tell that these people have been praying. They had fasted and prayed. Ah, they were so weak that when they opened their mouth to talk, you don't hear anything. Prayer is not oh, just ga 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 ga. No, 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 no. There's a place for that. In fact, sometimes it's even an empty barrel made the most noise. Carry me. I'm not saying you're empty barrel. But watch. Watch this. Steady great men of God that you respect. When they pray in public, you hardly hear them pray. If people like Pastor Eastwood comes and is leading us, sometimes he says you should pray. And they see you be walking. And you think that he's not praying. Isn't it? Have you, have you experienced that before? The real prayer is in the closet. It's in secret. It's in the hidden place. Like what I was doing throughout this night that many of you couldn't see. And all you see is me talking to you this morning. And you wonder whether I'm, I'm, I'm going crazy, I'm going out of my mind. Am I talking so much passion? The disciples saw and experienced Jesus' prayer. They look at it, they realize that now, nah, Charlie, our prayer is not. Why can't you pray like this? We have been praying now. Why can't you pray like Jesus? And they came to Jesus. Jesus, teach us to pray. There's a dimension in prayer where we are taught how to pray. And there's a dimension in prayer where we learn how to pray by praying. The Holy Spirit itself becomes our teacher. So in Luke chapter 11, the disciples came to Jesus and asked him, teach us to pray. And he taught them the Lord's prayer. The account in Matthew is different. In Matthew chapter 6, we read, and I think I'm reading from the Message Bible, be especially careful when you are trying to be good so that you don't make a performance out of it. You see, Jesus, if you read the first five uh, verses of chapter 6, Jesus was talking about doing good to people. And when we read Isaiah chapter 58, we talk about how fasting, you must learn to do good. You must learn to do kind deeds to our friends. People who are in need, you must help them out. And maybe one of these is we're going to take a special offering. We often do this. 
uh, but we'll see. And Jesus said, what your right hand does, don't let the left hand see it. When you do good to people, don't come and broadcast it for the whole world to know that you have done good. And then he begins to teach on this subject. Be especially careful when you are trying to do good so that you don't make a performance out of it. Doing good is not a performance. It's not drama. It might be good theater. But the God who made you will not be applauding. Heaven will not be applauding. When you do something for somebody else, don't call attention to yourself. You've seen them in action, I'm sure. They are like play actors. That's how I call them. Treating prayer meetings as like street corners, all alike, as if it's a stage. Acting compassionate as long as somebody is watching. Intercessors. Don't come and show how you can pray when you're leading us in prayer. What did you do in your closet? Yesterday, I was talking to the choristers. And I asked that the video should be sent to you. I sent it out yesterday throughout my meditation. Maybe you, some of you see it today. Think about the lyrics of that song. When you come to sing and to minister to people, what are you doing? Are you trying to show off your skills? Or are you trying to minister something that will be a blessing to somebody? A lot of times, it's more showmanship. Choreography. Even praise and worship when you are dancing. You are dancing to show our dancing skills. Not to minister to people. God says all these things are like theater and heaven does not applause. They get applause, okay, true. But that's all they get. When you get, when you help somebody out, don't think about how it looks. Just do it. Quietly and uh, unobtrusively. That is the way of God. Who conceived you in love, working behind the sins, helps you out. When you come before God, don't turn that into a theoretical production either. All these people are making a regular show of their prayers. Hopping for 50 minutes of fame. Uh, do you think God sits in a box seat? Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet and a secluded place. So you won't be tempted to role play before God. Because when you are alone before God, who are you making a show to? God or to yourself or to who? You won't do show there. A lot of us to be sincere. When we are alone praying at home, do we shout? Talk to me. Do you shout? Do you shout like how you shout in church when they say you pray? Especially when they say you pray in tongues. Yes, you can look at some of these things. When they say you should pray in tongues, open your mouth and pray. Just, some of us can shout and say, stop praying in tongues, speak in English. We can't dead quiet. You don't even know what to say. True or false? That's why we need to learn how to pray. Here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so that you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. Your focus will shift from you to God. 
and you will begin to sense his grace to lead and direct you in prayer. The world is full of so-called prayer warriors who are nothing more than prayer ignorant. They are full of formulas and programs and advice, peddling techniques for getting what you want from God. Don't fall for all that nonsense. There's no formula in prayer. The truth and the mystery of prayer and the ways of God is that sometimes you use one formula today, it works. Tomorrow you use the same formula, it doesn't work. Jesus never applied the same formula twice. And for those of us who move in the, in the things and the power of God, you realize that you, you, there's, there's no formula. Some of us, people like me, not everybody's like me, we are all different. When we were young, oh, we prayed, did all kinds of buga buga things, you no know, prophecies, deliverance. Yeah, the, how many times do you see me doing that in church? Now. It doesn't mean that's not good, though. But you see, God takes us through a season, trains us. When we are ready, he begins to manifest us and lead us to do what he wants us to do and how he wants us to do it. I've often said in this church, maybe some of you, the younger ones, the newer ones in the church, I've heard this before, but I've often said that, look, there are some things that I desire of God, some manifestations. I desire to see visions. I desire to see visions like a video. I mean, I desire to get into the prophetic. I strongly desire. But I don't experience. I only experience it once in a long while. And the interesting thing, which I don't understand, I pray for people. I pray for sometimes young people. And then they get. And then sometimes I go and say, oh God, why? Leave that to God. Such questions you cannot answer. You cannot understand. His assignment he has for you is different from the assignment he has for me. Don't fall for this prayer formula nonsense. Uh, I was going to digress, but let's leave that for next week. Something about praying in tongues. This is your father you are dealing with. And he knows better than you want, than what you need. With a God like this loving you, you can pray very simply. Don't try to make it complicated. So, Jesus then told his disciples, and you can consider this not as a prayer formula, but like a prayer guide. It says, a father in heaven. Prayer starts because of a relationship you have with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, look, you can't pray. No matter how hard you try. The only kind of prayer that God will hear from you is God have mercy on me. A sinner. When you rebel against God, when you deny his son, 
You don't accept his son. You don't accept the finished work of Jesus Christ on Calvary, that he came to die because you have rebelled against him like Adam and Eve did in the Garden of Eden. And the wages of sin are heavily upon you, which is death. Look, you, you can open up to God and he, he is not obligated to hear you because he doesn't have a relationship with you. When you get born again, you get born again by God. God becomes your father. So you can come to him and say, my father in heaven. But interestingly, Jesus said, pray like this, our father in heaven. He is not only your father. You have many brothers and sisters. Because God the father has many children. He has many connections. Our Father in heaven, may your name be hallowed. Give him reverence. In your heart, make God special. Honor him. That is why you cannot come to church. And they say, let's, let's, we are worshiping, we are praising. Stand there, you are looking around. Some of you gaze at some particular praise and worship video, you're just looking at their face. And I saw some of you doing this morning. Even when I came here to lead prayer, some of you are just looking at me, and some of you are looking at some particular guys. I saw you. I don't know why you were looking at them, but I saw you. And you know yourself. Give God reverence. When you sing, when you open your mouth to sing, when you open your mouth to talk, do all that honoring and reverencing God. Don't do it because someone has asked you to do it. That's what Jesus is teaching us. Your kingdom come. As you come to him and you acknowledge the relationship you have with him and you give him reverence, the next thing of priority is God's kingdom. Not BC, not money, not a wife, not children. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom and its righteousness. And all these things that you desire, people are also desiring, they will follow you. May your kingdom come. In other words, may you rule in my life. May what happens in heaven be done in my life. The way things are conducted in heaven May it be conducted in our church that way. Not my will, but your will. Not my desire, but heaven's desire. That is the first priority in prayer. A lot of us will have to change the way we pray. Before give us this day our daily bread. And there are different types of daily bread. Your busy results, they fall into this category. Money for appearance to look after you, they fall into this category. Small pocket money for credit, they fall into this category. But many of us, when we start to pray, the first thing, oh, Father in heaven, you know, you know that. Uh, then start listening, number one. Number two, number three. And I know some of you, you've been asked to write prayer requests for uh, this fasting period. I wish I could see what you have written. And we'll be asking you to write your prayer request as you go to camp. Don't go and start listing some of these things. Oh yes, list them, but make sure you get the priority right and the order right. 
give us today. The KJ says, this day. Look, Jesus said, take no thought about tomorrow. Think about today. And teaching us about prayer, says, give us today. Lord, give me food to eat today. The problem we have as a people, as human beings, as a nation, and that is why no, let me not get into politics. Okay. We think about ourselves, our spouses, our children, their spouses, their children, the village. So when we get to certain positions, anything we can grab, because we are thinking about all this. And Jesus says, give us today, our daily, our bread for today. The reason why God has, has some of these are uh, Petitions and supplications because we, we ask useless things, things for tomorrow. What he's, he's talking about today? And forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. When we come to pray for submission, dedication, so we'll talk a lot more about this. Jesus has forgiven us. We must learn to forgive. In fact, there are some scriptures that are very difficult to obey, but the consequences are deep. And Jesus talked about this a lot. Some of us, our siblings, our parents have done us some things and we said we cannot forgive. I lie. Even me, I've done some before. And some of you will still be holding certain things in your heart. You see, the Bible teaches us, I'm not going to that today because I'm not introducing and we need to spend some time to pray. The Bible teaches us that God will forgive us by how we also forgive other people. If you hold other people in our heart, God also holds us in his heart. And lead us not into temptation. Please keep us from the evil one. Keep us safe. We don't need to spend too much time praying. All the witches in my village, all those who are fighting my business, hey, clap your hands, pray. You spend too much time on that. See God's priority, the priority of Jesus Christ. Yes, there's a place for burning the strong man. There's a place for dealing, dealing with spirits that are harassing us. But let your priorities be right. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forevermore. You are the Lord of Lords. You rule over all. You are the King of Kings. All power belongs to you. And of your kingdom there shall be no end. You reign forever and forever. These facts must be ingrained in your heart and in your prayer. That is why we end prayer again. By giving God worship, making declaration that he is God. There's no God like Jehovah. He is our Lord. All power belongs to him. And of his kingdom, it shall know no end. I pray that as we go through these 40 days of power, 
as we prepare ourselves to go to camp, your desire will be to stay in God's presence. You desire to stay in his presence. All the days of your life, your desire shall be, oh God, I want to stay in your presence. I yearn to decrease that you would increase in me. May you alone, Moses, may you alone be my desire. Let it be your prayer that you always yearn to stay in God's presence. You don't know how to pray, but just be there. Just be there. Just stay there. Just linger in his presence. Just hold on to him. Just be where Jesus is. Just desire to be around him. Desire to experience his presence. Desire his glory. Desire his power. In your presence. In Shall your rise presence. Up of it. There is peace. In your presence. Your presence, there is joy. Yes, Lord. I will linger. I will stay. Olivia, in your presence, this day by day, till your light. Don't look at me. Consider your heart. Think about how your prayer has been like, and just desire to be in God's presence. To be his presence in your presence, will give you peace that surpasses every human understanding. We must decrease, we must go down, we must die to ourselves. May Jesus be seen in us, may we desire his kingdom. May we pray his kingdom down into our lives. kind of prayer we normally pray. But it's the kind of prayer we need to pray. Paul said, it is no longer I that live. Because my old self is crucified with Christ. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of Man who gave himself for me. That is why like John we must say, he must increase and we must decrease. In your presence, in your presence, there is peace. It's a simple song. It's a simple prayer. In your presence, Learn with us and sing alone and let this be your prayer. Let this be your declaration.
As we behold him like in a mirror, we are changed from glory to glory and we become more like Jesus. That is why we must learn to stay in his presence. In your presence. Just be there with him. In your presence. Just be there with him. Let his life wrap of us. That others will see the likeness of Jesus Christ in our lives. In the presence of God, sin gives way and holiness comes in Let's learn to make time to stay in his presence. Oh, Jesus, we long to be in your presence. If you have not been making time to spend time in the closet to pray alone and to be with God all by yourself, talk to God this morning and tell him how sorry you are. How you have missed the opportunity to be. The kind of person that he wants you to be. You have remained a baby for too long. You have refused to grow. And you have remained a baby. Pooping in church and pooping all over the place. We win and messing things up in the church and in your own life and in the lives of others. God is calling us this morning unto repentance. He's calling us to be in his presence. He's calling us to stay, to hang out with him. That is glory wrap of us. That's always the first dimension of prayer. In your presence. You in must learn to presence. stay in his presence. There is he told the early disciples, in your presence. go in your and tarry. Wait there is there until is you are endued with power from on high. We need to learn to stay in his presence. We need to learn to hang on in his presence. We need to learn to chill out with him until we begin to change and become more and more like Jesus. When Peter and James went up to the mountain with Jesus, they saw Jesus transfigurated. He was changed. His form was changed. May your life show forth, shine forth the glory of God as we hang out with Him. Let that be our desire this morning. As we learn about prayer, as we go through these 40 days of fasting and prayer and rededication unto God, may we desire to hang out with Him and to stay in His presence. In your presence, yes, we long to be in your presence. There is peace in your presence. In your presence, in your presence, there is joy. Your presence, day by day. 
I want you to pray in tongues right now. If you don't pray in tongues and you desire to pray in tongues, I want you to come forward very quickly. You don't have much time to do this. We'll do it next week if God permits. But if you yearn, if you desire to speak in tongues right now, I want you to walk forward. If you are there, you have never at any time in your life given your life to Jesus Christ. I want in the quietness of the moment. For you to call upon the name of Jesus, that you be saved. You don't speak in tongues. You are born again. And you desire to say, Uncle Nicholas, please. Oh, Caribbean. Where's Carol? Because I don't want you to come. You see, the things of First of all, I want us to lift up our voice and pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Sometimes we get confused. We don't even know how to pray. We don't know what to pray for. Just pray in tongues. Just pray in tongues. Lift up your voice, lift up your voice. You don't know what to pray. You don't even understand this type of prayer. It's a season when we are learning how to pray. We need to learn how to stay in God's presence. We need to learn to come into his presence with no agenda, but just to enjoy his presence and for him to do whatever he wants to do in our lives. Don't open your eyes and be looking around. If you are sick in any part of your body, I want you to lay your hands where you feel the pain or where you feel the discomfort. And the power of God will hit you right there, right now. Lord, let your healing balm flow through this place right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, let there be healing. Send forth your word, Lord. La parie de Sebrik atut delemia sandahai. Libra duzezele vesente delia dosaha. Mataria de la machada da da babaha. Lira mandorobo sozezele vesele. Likra paturia da la basande. Apranda la la babasaya. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 Can you please take them to the back and continue to pray with them to the speaking tongues? Some of you have never experienced joy in the presence of God. This morning, release yourself. Release yourself. He is your father. God is your father. He wants you to be happy in his presence. He wants you to be joyful in his presence. He wants to impart something onto you this morning. Open up yourself to him. Open up yourself to him. Forget about your agenda. Seek his agenda. Seek his kingdom. Seek his glory. Oh, Jesus, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this time. Thank you for this morning. Thank you for what you are doing, Amen. Thank you for teaching us about prayer. As we go through this season of learning about prayer, oh God, speak to us. Teach us. Make us willing. And may we desire above all to spend time with you in the secret place. Just to hang out with you with nothing in our mind, no agenda of our own, but your agenda. We yearn to reduce that you might increase in us. We yearn you to increase in our lives. We yearn for more of your power. More of your glory. We don't just want to sing about it, but we want to experience your glory. You want to experience your goodness. You want to experience your peace. We want to experience the abundant life. The abundant life. The abundant life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 See, so there is a dimension of prayer where we just we just stay in his presence. Uh, for those of you who have been at camp, you you understand better. The longer you hang out with him, the more you begin to experience. And then it gets to a place where you realize that now something is happening, something is changing. something is changing and something must change in your life in these days of 40 days of power something must change in your life because we have a friend in Jesus he is our friend and he wants to be your friend 
He wants, he wants, he wants you to flow with him like someone who loves him. Like how we spend time with our friends. When we, when we just chase and hang out and gossip and say all kinds of things. We just, we, we just want to stay in God's presence all the time knowing that he's a friend. Every morning you must speak with him. Every afternoon you must speak with him. In a time of the day we must be talking with Jesus. I pray that that will be your desire. I pray that that will be your desire. This morning you want to rejoice. And you want to make a declaration that God, he is my friend. If he is your friend, I want you to rejoice with us and to sing out and declare unto God that he is my friend. God is my friend. He cares so much about us. That you love me. God bless you. Precious Redeemer.